Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Slushing dash. Slushing dash. You're not even ready because I'm slushing so hard and dashing even oh, harder. Are we in? Are we doing it? <laughs> is, this, is this a podcast? Okay, so you guys voted for... Tea can fix your problems, but not your head injury. But it'll give it a good go. So, this is the Parker Hume murder case, which you might have already heard of if you've seen the film Heavenly Creatures. I have not. It was alright. Two and a half out of five. So, watch it if you're like, when you're on a long haul flight and you've watched all the other good movies. (laughs) Like, you're on the way back. Yeah, standard. Um... I hate that when you get in the plane and it's all the same films. Ugh. And you've done all the good shit. That, that's when I get onto sort of the documentaries, like miniature houses. <laughs> all that kind of crap. That I watched some good. really crap one. It was like an animation about weird little Mexican skeletons Sounds playing good. guitars and stuff. <laughs> funny bones. No. Mexican funny bones. I don't know. They went underground. <laughs> if anyone knows the name of that film i did not enjoy it <laughs> it was a film yeah it was Jesus. a film okay so this is the story of uh juliet hume and pauline parker from 1954 and they lived in christchurch new zealand um and they were quite solitary children so they were um, both had medical illnesses which meant that they didn't really bond with other kids and they were a bit lonely unisolated and then they made friends and they met each other and they were inseparable from then on when really they're close bond like like their cluster me bags became tangled and that's how <laughs> they became lifelong friends uh so i think basically they were both as weird as each other and yeah they were like this is it now very much how we met <laughs> yeah i found someone who gets it and that's it that's all we need <laughs> so uh they Hung out a lot together, but even when they weren't together, they were writing each other. Do you know how like kids like write each other notes all the time? Yes. Like when they're like, "Oh, I'll see you on Skype tonight." I'm like, "Why? What are you gonna do? <laughs> Review this lesson? Like you've just seen each other for six hours?" I don't think kids do write each other notes like they used to. I guess because you literally can just message anyone anytime, anywhere. I did catch some note right. I have caught note writing. They do that thing where they have a notebook and they'll like write a message and slide it across and write it back. Oh yeah, yeah. They like that on a coach trip as well. And then if I get it, I write something like "You're all stupid," (laughs) 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 and then they don't know who it was. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, So they both loved art. They both loved reading. Um, I'm clearly writing letters. 
So the girls began to make up sort of a make-believe world and they got really into this, uh, which is a bit a bit unusual for 15 and 16-year-olds. It's the kind of thing... I mean, we used to play horses where we were, uh, what's year six, 10 years old? Horses. I would play Aristocats. Aristocats. Yeah. We did Stingray. Stingray! Stingray! And uh, Peter Pan. I was always Wendy. Uh, I think that's quite a good part. That's a good one. We would play the Spice Girls a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they were, I mean... We it's all very hairstyle specific. Yeah. Like, if... You're you... ginger. Me? Ginger. No, oh, yeah. Oh, like... yeah, right. Definitely. That was it. Like, I had my hair in a bob. Posh. Done. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't try and... And if you had an odd friend that was it they were just out the group sorry oh yeah if you've got six sorry and then you're gonna have to go and form atomic kitten in that corner <laughs> goodbye so um they, these these worlds that i made up were quite elaborate they uh pretended to be historical uh figures um or they sort of acted out um scenes from mythology they also created their own religion which oh my was god this is like intense pretty intense um teenage religion yeah Mm. and it sort of had like elements of christianity because obviously they were from christian families but also like weird other stuff that they incorporated in but it was really quite well thought out and in depth um and psychiatrists have sort of looked at this and said that they they're quite closely related to delusions so there is potentially some mental health there but then also given their age it sort of impacts on any diagnosis of any sort is this going to be like a shared psychosis like the other week? Sort of, a little bit. Mm. So they began writing murder stories. So they, they got interested in the macabre and instead of just doing sort of nicey-nicey things, I mean, they're 16 years old. I'll be honest, they sound kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I think I would have been in this group. I mean, get any 16-year-old to write a story. It's either going to be murdering someone or self-harm. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Like Christian family, kind of dark humour. I'd have been into this. Yeah. Um, so that's when things started going wrong because their friendship became uh, quite at risk because Juliet's parents told her they are going to get a divorce and they start planning to leave the country. Oh. Uh, I think they were going to move to the UK from New Zealand. Um, so Juliet, the plan was that she was going to be sent to live with relatives overseas. So her parents basically were like, well, if we're not together, we can't fucking handle you yeah you're going to a family member um and she said i don't want to go i don't want to go my best friend's here and sort of said to her parents i'll go but only if pauline can go with me which i think is quite extreme and pauline's parents just gave her up (laughs) no they said fuck no good um but then instead of blaming the divorcing parents who are moving away the blame the two girls start to blame pauline's mother for saying no to this setup. I was going to say, because in their head, they'll be like, this is an obvious, perfect plan. Yeah. Like, why won't you let it happen? Yeah, which is like, why doesn't my mother love me less? Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. That like, her... we, I've got the logistics down. Just sign your name on the line and be on your way. Like, her mother's going to be like, yeah, move to America with this girl's family. It's not going to happen. They could just adopt Juliet. They could do. Don't separate the girls. They're all they've got. <laughs> <laughs> so, the... Um, they decided that in order to resolve the issue, Pauline particularly began planning the murder of her mother. Ooh. So, 
This is what happened. Not just an escape. Not just I'm going to run away. No. Like, I don't know what the plan was here because you kill the mother. It doesn't really help you much. I guess there's no one to say no, but then you've killed your mother. <laughs> like That's way worse than just escaping. It's a ridiculous plan. So um, they invited Pauline's mother to Victoria Park to go for a walk with them. And I think she was sort of... I think they had quite a stunted relationship. I think um, in the film, definitely, the mother is sort of portrayed as quite formal and struggling to connect with her daughter. So the fact that they she, they'd said, can we go for a walk with you? She she was like, oh, brilliant. They're coming around. Like We can maybe forge some sort of relationship again. Um, so they were going to go to Victoria Park and they went for lunch at a tea kiosk. And then the three of them took a walk down the path along a wooded area. And then as they walked further and deeper into the wooded area, which wasn't really far in terms of... It was like a short walk. It's not like they were out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Pauline pulls out half a brick in a stocking. And then she says to her mum, Oh, look at those flowers. What kind are they? And the mother begins to look at them and she hits her with the brick. Now... Yeah. Like, what denier were they? Uh, like, I mean, seriously. 60 a, up, I would have thought. Definitely. A brick in a stocking. Unless it's, like, one of Santa's stockings. That's <laughs> going to be some sturdy stuff. They yeah. need... Uh, I don't know. That should be a worldwide brand. <laughs> so, um, in the mind of Pauline, and she's sort of written down how she's going to do this, I think she thought one big whack, mother goes down, end up. Yeah. But obviously, it's quite hard to kill a person, particularly if you are a 16-year-old girl. It's hard to even hit someone. Like, have you ever done that? Like, said to your boyfriend, like, oh, can I punch you my hardest? Thinking that it's going to be really hard and actually you can't hit as hard yeah. as you thought you could. Yeah. I'm I'm, used, I'm not a strong person. I used to do that. I was like, I'm going to try and punch you my absolute hardest. Yeah. <laughs> like, get it. ready for it. This is really going to hurt. Yeah. No. no. Not good. So, um... She had to, I mean, she really had to hit her repeatedly, repeatedly, because to kill someone with a head injury, you've, you've really got to do some damage to their skull, really. Yeah. In order to um, to kill them. So, they then walked back to the tea kiosk with blood on them. Let's not forget. Because uh, you're not going to change your clothes and she'll have anything with her. Um, and they say that Pauline's mother had fallen and hit her head. But obviously the original plan was that she hit her once and it was fine. So they had to sort of make it up and go, and she just kept falling and falling and hitting her head repeatedly and repeatedly. Just completely. So they had hit her again and again and again. Yeah, but then they had to explain those injuries and they couldn't, they still went with this fall, but it's almost like the staircase a bit. Yeah. And then she kept getting up and then falling. And slipped first. in the blood and rolled over. <laughs> Although I do sort of believe he was innocent. Is that stupid? I, I want to believe he's innocent, but the blood spatters, like up the wall, she really would have been flailing about. Yeah, owl theory. She, well, yeah, because there's like the, the injuries to the head are yeah, like claw shaped. Look, beyond reasonable doubt, I'd let him go. Unless she was just, like, crazy drunk. She must have been a lot drunker than they were making out. Yeah, that's the thing. It's reasonable doubt. It's not beyond reasonable doubt. So whether we sort of think he's innocent or not, there isn't that level of proof that we can say either way. So he's going to have to go free. But I don't... I've not seen the end. Is he now in prison? Is he dead? 
Uh, I'll let you guys decide for yourselves. My mum is well into it though because I keep putting on my Netflix and it's like, you're using all your screens for the staircase. Yeah. See, it. I can't because obviously you have to rewatch the first year. I watched the original series, but Netflix oh, is forcing. I thought it would like make you nine. rewatch them. No. Why would it make you rewatch them? No, I read a thing where it said you have to watch all of the previous episodes before it'll let you jump to the three updated ones. No. I went straight to episode nine. Oh my god, okay. Do it. I could have saved a lot of time. <laughs> Why did you rewatch them? Well, I've been trying to, but I'm oh. like, I've seen this before and it's just as boring as the first time. Well, I really enjoyed it, but I don't want to, I remember it pretty well. Yeah. I don't need to see it again. So, when the, so the girls tell the owner of the tea shop, uh, they contact the police and then they go and find the body, and it is obvious she's been murdered very clearly. And they don't even, there's lacerations on her head, her neck, and her face, and her hands. Just in the middle of a public park in the in the yeah. daytime. Yeah. So obviously there's defensive wounds as well, and then the brick is found pretty quickly afterwards. God. So these girls are crap. Um. So the trial was covered in quite a lot of depth in the media because. It was very sensationalised. It's these two young girls. It's the mother. There's Freudian stuff in there, isn't there? Sort of like yes. hating your own family. Um, they brought in a lot of stuff about lesbianism. Which I was going to say, as soon as yeah. you were like, there's two girls and they only have each other, I was like, people are going to think that they were yeah. together. But from all accounts, they weren't. Um, and then obviously insanity as well as a, a potential factor. So they also, from looking into the girls' houses. They found the plan for the murder in Pauline's diary. Um, but, so they took them to trial. Really, you know, easy case. But because they were so young, they couldn't pursue the death penalty. So both only spent five years in prison, considering this horrific crime. Um, only five years? It's funny that they both got the same, because one girl wrote down the plan and did the murder, and the other just went along with her. Yeah. So Juliet, although she was part of the plan, she didn't actually beat Pauline's mother at all. Well, I suppose maybe they're saying without the other, without one, the other would never have done it. Yeah. Maybe it's quite good actually because it's probably a technicality that that one, only one of them was going to swing the brick. Yeah. That's and true. then, but they were both as culpable in that they both. Yeah, was, they were both there. Weren't they? And it was both, both their plan. And, like they yeah. were both wanting it to happen. True. So Juliet Hume then uh moved to england and she is living in scotland and she is quite a famous historical detective novelist and actually it wasn't until so she goes under the name anne perry but she was doing that without people knowing about her past for a long time it wasn't until heavenly creatures came out um that a journalist linked with the film or someone linked with the film revealed her true identity and I think she was quite upset by that because she wanted to just sort of live in isolation. Um, and then Pauline also moved to England and she lives in Kent. And she ran a children's riding school and she has expressed regret for killing her mother, which uh, I imagine is pretty heroic. Do you know if like, people are How saying... How did she manage to run a riding school? Like her DBS form should have got... <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's fine. Killed your mother. Yup. <laughs> In the 80s, you'd just take your kids anywhere, wouldn't you? I suppose, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I do find that a weird one because if people um, 
If people say, oh, you're going to mum's for Christmas or some stuff like that, don't they? Mm. No, no, she was murdered. Oh, God, how awful. No, I did it. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of times where it's not like you can yeah, it, move on from that murder, awkward. is it? Yeah. Like, even if you have kids and stuff, like, where's grandma? Mm. Yeah. Whoops. So I'm pretty sure she regretted that pretty heavily. Um, But yeah, that's pretty fucked up. So, I mean, if you want to buy Anne Perry's novels, you can do. <laughs> but check out Heavenly Creatures. Um, it's or... an average film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.